0: Welcome to Digital Nightmares, the horror game podcast that keeps the spirit of October going all year long. My name is Max Mitchelson, and I'm joined by Jasmine Sully and our two new co-hosts, Eric and Dan. Dan, I'm going to mess up your name. Mandor?
1: That's okay. Dan Mandor, yeah.
0: Mandor, okay. Um, If you guys could just, you know, give a little bit of an introduction. I know we've, we, if you guys have listened to the previous podcasts, uh, Eric was on before. But just sort of, like, give a little introduction to yourself, you know, like, what's what's your favorite horror game, or what's your experience with horror, and just, like, about yourself, if anything you'd like to share.
2: Uh, thanks for having me back again. Uh, kind of fun. I didn't think I'd be coming back, but I'm excited to be. Uh, it's been super cool playing some of these games and um, getting more into the horror scene. As someone who's usually consumed video games but not been able to talk about them, it's super cool, so I'm happy to be here.
1: Yeah, yeah uh... I'm admittedly not very well versed in horror games. uh I had a really good time playing all these little indie games, like I have super limited experience with the genre, which on the bright side, I mean I'm gonna have a lot of new experiences and like, hopefully a fresh perspective.
0: yeah uh do you guys have like a horror game or horror movie that you guys really like, or anything like that?
2: Well, not horror game, but I just did go and see um, Nightmare Alley, Guillermo del Toro's new um... uh, movie, which, as a Guillermo del Toro fan, was pretty good. A very heavy movie. Um, dark. Not necessarily his normal monster horror, but beautiful to go see. So I enjoy that kind of stuff a lot, cinematography especially.
0: Yeah, I love Guillermo del Toro.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, definitely more could talk more about movies than games as well recently uh i don't know if you guys know that 824 studio oh yeah yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: i've been really into those midsummer and the witch and uh lighthouse and uh... like everything they put out recently i'm super into
0: yeah i mean it feels like everything that they put out is it's just like hit after hit
1: <laughs> it's so consistently experience. good
0: experience kind of like uh devolver for games or or uh annapurna both just like great publishers that can find uh, just really good stuff. So, this week uh, we'll be talking about, as Eric was mentioned and uh, Dan, uh, we're talking about like a bunch of little horror games that came out in the last month or so, um, a little bit into December, but mostly just from January. Um, so, these are mostly from small developers. Uh, and they tend to be in the range of, you know, 15 minutes to maybe an hour or two. Um, and we're just going to go through, and some of us have played some of the games, some of us haven't, so, like, there's some crossover as to what we've played, but, um, we'll each kind of, like, explain some of the games that we're interested in, and what, uh, we played and thought you guys might like to, uh, try out. Um... So just to go for a, 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 a little rundown of the titles, um, well, actually, let's just, let's just jump into it. So I, I'll, I'll just go with, um, with my games first. Uh, so I played a couple other things other than this, but I will be talking mostly about uh, milk outside of a bag of milk and how fish is made. Um, Eric, did you get a chance to play that one too?
2: Uh how Fish is made. I was really hoping to, but I didn't get to it at the end of the day. I spent too much time on one of the other games. Oh, so I'm no excited worries. to hear about it. I can't wait.
0: Yeah, it's I think I'll start with that one first. It it's a it's a it's an experimental game, kind of in the vein of like a walking simulator where you are um playing like a fish out of water. So basically it's it's kind of in this like weird fiction genre I guess you could call it um and it's definitely an example of something that expands kind of what we even like call horror it's just like this very odd walking simulator where you're playing this dead fish that's going through this industrial almost like a um like a slaughterhouse or I don't know what the whatever we call the fishery um the where, cannery. like, there's the cannery, yeah. yeah, the cannery, the fishmongers, fish, fishing stuff, yeah. <laughs> um, and you're constantly confronted by the question of going up or down, and it, all of these different fish, these dead fish, essentially, are well, it's not explained if they are dead, but they are all, um, kind of asking which way do you think should, you should go up or down, and it's not really given any more like de- definition than the, than that, it's just sort of like all about this choice it, it explores a lot of things about like fate and at the same time it, i i think there there's arguably some some uh commentary about like human animal relationships um it's it's a really interesting little game it's only about 15 minutes long so i can't really say a lot about it it, it goes into some weird places there's some funny parts about it it's, it's dark and uh it's kind of like a, a, a maybe like a black comedy would be the best way to describe it but it's very interesting and i definitely think if you like walking simulators or just something that's weird and experimental um that the writing is actually fairly solid uh i would definitely recommend that one
2: so can you tell me a bit about the visuals
0: yeah it looks sort of like it's kind of like a ps1 uh graphics maybe a little bit better than that but but they but they're very grimy and it really evokes the like the look of like a like a slaughterhouse that you might think of in like a horror movie um, so it's definitely not a place where you want to be and there's like also like the organic there's like organic elements mixed in with like the machine elements so um, yeah so it's got a very kind of like maybe maybe you could even say Silent Hill-esque look um, but um, not as quite as uh, grainy or low poly as, as some experiences might be You guys think we should go like a, a, around the, the table or just give one each and then uh, go to the next person?
2: I think that sounds good.
0: All right, Jasmine, you're welcome to talk about any okay. of the ones I listed off there.
3: Uh, so I played quite a list of the games, um, but one of the ones I did that no one else did was called an Outcry, which is like an RPG maker sort of style, um, I guess, horror game. This one was really weird. Um I don't even really know how to how to describe it, but it's like kind of dystopian, like the world sucks in it. And the person you're playing has like a troubled past, and they kind of don't fit in. Um, And this game gives you a lot of choices you can make throughout it, which is really cool because, well, one of the big mechanics of it is that you can actually choose to not pick any of the choices at any time. You can kind of like hit the cancel button and, and then there's like a secret choice there. And you can kind of like say no to everything that the game is throwing at you, which is cool. That's,
1: that's really um,
3: cool. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it doesn't like instantly end your game or anything.
3: No, like for example, so the main character we're playing, uh, no one really likes them. Um, you kind of don't really know why until the game's kind of over, but no one really likes them. We just kind of want to pack a cigarette and everyone hates us. We're also really timid because of our past in this game. And we come across this confrontation where an old guy, bitter guy, is just picking on an old lady and your choices initially are like walk away without saying anything or just watch. But if you hit cancel, you can, you can like stand up for the old lady. And I hit it out of like curiosity because it's like, ah, oh, these choices suck. I don't want to pick these. <laughs> uh, so I was really surprised that I could actually choose not to. Um, but then I don't know the game like it looks really good it's a really attractive looking game but it got kind of weird because like birds start terrorizing everybody but I don't really understand how the birds like fit in it's kind of a metagame like <laughs> Max would like it
0: I actually did play a little bit of this one <laughs> I did not like it so <laughs> I returned it dude it's it. weird Um, <laughs> but I, I definitely well, see that the- you like what did I like? I just didn't really care for the writing. Um, I, I thought it felt a little bit. It just felt a little bit confusing, I guess, and a little bit like overwritten. With uh, did you get to the, the birds?
3: Like, could you explain the birds to me? I don't. I, don't I didn't even get to
0: the birds. I just got to the point like where it was like everyone was mad, and I'm like, uh, what's happening? Uh, but I I just don't think the writing was really quite there for me to really invest myself into it and i would agree with jasmine it was kind of confusing and just sort of like vague as to like what what's going on it's like set in some sort of like dystopian berlin or something i think yeah yeah it just didn't really grab me that much um
3: like as i was here trying to like describe what it's about i'm like i played through the whole game and i still don't know what it's about
0: (laughs) yeah
2: it's one of those Games that kind of just lets it—it it doesn't really explain its surroundings, so you just have to kind of vibe with what's going on around you. Yeah,
1: except I want to play of this little... one now. I feel yeah. like I'm a big yeah. fan of those where you, there's just weird stuff in the background, that you're supposed to just say, "Oh, weird," with absolutely Dude, no explanation. Yeah, so
3: I think the... you would like it, like because I just the beginning is so like promising but then once the birds come in and then there's kind of like combat i i don't know <laughs> the birds are like representing like evil government or something it- it's yeah definitely for those who like conspiracy theories and overanalyzing games maybe yeah i think cryptic sentences
2: what's its exactly. visual style like
3: it- it's rpg maker game like solidly
2: Oh, nice. So, like, a picture style.
3: Yeah, it's it's really good looking. I really liked how it looked and the vibe of it, the overall presentation. But other than being able to, like, not agree to things, mm-hmm. I didn't really like it. The combat was so, like, you know, whatever. Like, I didn't think they really had to have combat mm. in it. Like, that's what was, what was how, that like, like, it, it was. Was it
1: like a turn-based system?
3: Yeah, turn-based where, like, you just kind of attack things or you can, like, you can, like, build up your defenses so the hits aren't aren't as hard. And that's pretty much what it was. Is like you're just bracing and bracing and bracing until you can finally take a hit so you can hit. I don't know. It was like, whatever. Yeah. Maybe I would like it more if I understood it more.
2: No, it sounds like a neat concept. I'm sure it's, yeah. it's kind of dealing with specific story things. It sounds kind of cool, though.
0: Yeah, I think it might be interesting to, like, look at this developer in the future, see what their next project is or something like that. Because I think that yeah, Jasmine's right. There, the visual style is very striking, and I think the they're definitely on to something. I, I I think it just isn't quite here on this, on in this game. But some might actually really like that. They they might really like looking into all the secrets and like add like what does this mean?
3: I think that uh, Daniel and Eric should have played it. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. Yeah, I think I will. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely
2: gonna <laughs> check that out. We'll we'll mention it in the next podcast if we get the
3: chance. Yeah, it was. A good use of a, of a few hours. It was really nice to look at. A cool concept for for sure.
2: And yeah, apparently, you're not a fan of birds, so no <laughs> on your board for that one.
3: <laughs> I just wish I understood. Like, it could have had the birds could have had so much meaning, or it could have even just been like it was the person, main person's like delusion or something. But like. Everyone could see the birds, everyone was getting attacked by the birds, and the birds were, like, taking over the world. It was on the news. I didn't understand. It's fine.
1: you hate birds. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> all <something> about birds. <laughs> it's
3: all about birds.
2: Well, in a transition that has nothing to do with birds, um, <laughs> I would be happy to talk about like one of the games I played, kind of starting off with the first one I got to. Um which was Spruceria, if that's all right. I don't mean to take over your oh, spot. Oh, no, 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 you go. Um, I really enjoyed this cozy, slightly spooky, all-around wonderful little game. Um, it's a first-person game based in um, kind of a PS1 graphic style, uh, and you're, you start out with a character, and your entire game kind of takes place in a very sn- uh, thickly snowed-in for- conifer forest with lots of pine trees around you. Um, And you're walking down a little path illuminated by a small oil lantern dragging your sled with a hot pot of tea on top of it. And then you have three things with you, uh, a teacup, an axe, uh, and a little lantern. And you use these to kind of move through the snow and you have to drink tea to stay warm and you're looking for your Christmas tree. Um, a, a, for a Christmas tree to take home with you. So you walk through this nice, quiet, snowy forest. I realize it's a horror game, but to me, it puts me at so much ease because it's just like a lot of home. Um, it was so comfy. It was super, super comfy. Like I I do this all the time going at like midnight and walk around in the deep snow here in the winter and it, it's the best thing in the world. So yeah. it's a little, it's a little, it, it maybe it was a little immersion breaking for me to pull, put it out and say, oh, this is creepy, but it definitely hit its mark. So you walk out into the woods and then your kind of story continues from there. you chop down your tree and then the difficulty and the the store the story becomes difficult because as you're trying to bring it home, you realize you're kind of lost in the snow and lost in the snowstorm and scary monsters and things start coming out and presenting themselves to you, which is pretty cool um, beyond that i I really like the gameplay because it's just like a first person uh kind of first person little like walk around so kinda walking thing no attacks no no violence or anything but you have to use that mechanic to stay warm which i really liked and your your teapot only has so much tea so there's this kind of constant anxiety about am i gonna have enough to stay warm Um, and you're trying to navigate an environment that was kind of spooky um uh, and like definitely difficult to see through as this snowstorm picks up uh the last thing i don't want to spoil too much but you definitely find your way into a cave and you kind of learn maybe some secrets or you learn about some monsters you didn't think you were ready to learn about, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, its music score is great. Um, and in general, it's just a fun little game. And I really like, the last thing I'll mention is the the, the sled you're dragging behind you has a great physics effect on it. So you're kind of dragging it, it can get snagged and like pull around and bop around on things. And I had some fun immediately <laughs> after starting the game by soft-locking myself into, the, <laughs> like, the corner oh, right no. next to the start. I walked into the trees to see if I could walk through them, and then just immediately the sled pulled up behind me, and I became entirely trapped. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, like,
1: word for word the exact same experience I had. I loaded it up, <laughs> oh, went straight God. into the trees, like, whoa look at these physics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, at... Yeah, I my little sled, like, wrapped around one.
0: I also played it in... Uh, I didn't get stuck there. I got stuck where you're... when you're... Uh, First, picking up that tree uh, that you're cutting down, um, mm-hmm. and I got like behind the tree and like stuck on another like spruce or something that was like right behind it, and I couldn't <laughs> move, and then I had to restart again.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, the restarting's a little frustrating, but that really isn't all that bad, and then it took me a long time to notice in the game, because I didn't look at the c- controls beforehand, that if you hold down shift, you can run. So I did like ninety percent of the game walking, which was again made it feel really cozy and really really nice. And the sound design's great; you got that like clump 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 of the yeah. snow, boots in the snow, and the howling of the wind. It's it's literally what I put on in the background when I go to fall asleep at night. So, oh, <laughs> I don't mean to make did it you, sound
1: so not scary, but it felt great. Yeah, what was that? Did you get to the same part of the game that I did, where yeah, I had no idea there was a sprint either. There's oh a certain yeah, point no where definitely. Where you have to, and you're like, oh. I could have been doing this the
2: whole time. <laughs> um I, I don't know how much you feel comfortable like going into these games because I don't want to spoil stuff. Um Yeah, let's well, not we, we a don't a have to IQ go too man. far
0: into it, but I do know what you're talking about.
3: So everyone except for Max was just like trying to walk away from it. <laughs> yeah, walk
2: <laughs> away and like couldn't get away.
0: No, I, I loved yeah. I, I I what I really liked about it was like just how it made you feel like I mean you're taking something from this forest, you're taking this tree for something that's explained at the end of the game. Um and like there's this constant feeling like you aren't like you're invading this space. Like it's like the wilderness is like uh it's like it's it's like a thing in itself and like it doesn't want you to be here. And I I really loved that feeling and especially when you get to this cave portion we're talking about, you really get this feeling like it's like I'm not supposed to be here. I'm I shouldn't have taken that and there's this, just this constant feeling of like dread from like this lovecraftian idea of like the wild which i thought was really interesting
2: yeah, it's a feeling of the human i'm a human and i shouldn't be here i shouldn't mm-hmm. be experiencing this uh, and it's a little funny uh not again to spoil too much but there's definitely a sense of the trees are watching you yeah <laughs> if that isn't incredibly obvious yeah <laughs> um which is again so funny because uh, that's something my mom always told me growing up is that the trees are always watching you, so be be nice to them.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't so cut them I'm, down. I'm,
2: again, not surprised. I'm like, oh yeah, they're probably upset I'm taking away one of their friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a great little game. Um, it's only about like thirty minutes, forty five minutes, and I was a little
1: disappointed. That was the first one I played from this list. I didn't. Realize realized it would be so short oh. when it was over. It was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely more to this. would have wanted to keep dragging my sled around in the
2: woods and uh, filling up my cup with tea. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: Too. So, Dan?
1: Yeah, so uh, one of the games I played through was Mandela Invasion, which you can tell from the name is sort of, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the uh, the whole Mandela Effect conspiracy theory. or You'll
0: have to refresh me on that because, like, I remember hearing that phrase before, and I'm sure I've had it explained to me, but I can't remember what it actually is.
1: I actually, a while ago, went down, like, the rabbit hole of reading about it, so it's, um, I guess a theory, a, not, like, a super serious one, I don't think, that, well, the name comes from, so, Nelson Mandela, a whole bunch of people came online saying they vividly remember Nelson Mandela dying in prison.
0: Oh, Oh, now I remember. He yeah. didn't.
1: He died, like, only a few years ago, I think. Yeah. And uh, rather than everyone realizing they misremembered something, they came up with this theory that, uh, like, there are these parallel universes, and either people remembering have been, like, ported into a different universe, and there's some bleed-through of their memories from the alternate one where these there's these slight changes like, this historical figure having died at a different year. So that's the title, anyway. I guess that's, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, that's the inspiration for the game. It is, uh... <laughs> it's a good title. <laughs> so it's, uh... It's like a point-and-click type of type of deal, where you just wake up in first person. There's, like, a quick line from yourself about... This looks like my house, but, like, it seems a little bit off. So you know what you're getting into, and then you move around the house pointing and clicking. Um... I've never played... I guess this genre is, like, Five Nights at Freddy's type. So you're in the house the entire time, like, you can sort of hear a sound somewhere, and you have to run over and, you know, try not to get caught by whatever's happening outside. Um, Which I didn't get at first. Like, I'd seen... I think I've, like, tangentially seen some Five Nights at Freddy's videos, but I didn't really understand how the game worked, so for the first, like, 20 minutes... I would just restart the game, like, wander around slowly, and then die, and have no idea why, and I would just what be left there, like, oh, yeah, what have I done, what am I supposed to be doing? Until I did eventually figure it out, um, without giving away too much, like, the idea is, you want to try to, like, sort of keep your house barricaded, there's, like, different entry points and things you have to run around making sure, you know, everything's up to speed so you don't get got by the, uh... By Nelson Mandela, I guess. (laughs) So,
3: like, spoiler free, what ending did you guys get?
1: Not the good one. Like,
3: you died? Or, like, you got...
1: I... uh, Honestly, out of frustration, I I gave up before I could get to the good ending. (laughs) And I did watch a video on it to find out what it was. But from what I saw in the video, I think I did every other ending.
3: The, like, satanic one?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So... uh... Yeah, there was that.
3: Yeah, I like had no idea what the heck was going on in that game. I was just like I was so lost. Went into it like headfirst and I was like, "Oh, here's a goat's heart. I probably need this." <laughs> As I'm like boarding up the house for no reason at all. Like, I don't know. The like game was just so weird. <laughs> so very weird.
1: I think I'm used to just if the game gives you a prompt to do something, I I usually fall for it. I'm like, "Oh, this is what I should be doing." And I don't think it's too big of a spoiler, because it's one of the very first things you do in the game, but you get a prompt saying, uh, like, there's a dead animal here. The heart is beating. Do you want to grab it? Which, (laughs) normally, uh, no, I wouldn't. (laughs) But that's the prompt they gave me, so I was like, sure, why not? And it turns out uh, I might have made the wrong decision there. (laughs) I think
2: this game does a really good job of driving suspense home. Um I I mean once you start trying to like survive and get around it seems like I I was really waiting for like things to happen and kind of getting anxious every time I heard a little noise or something like that trying to react to it especially on the It's people. definitely stressful. Uh what do you what do you think about the atmosphere of this game?
1: I thought it was pretty good. Like the the whole vibe of the house, you know I I did feel creeped out in there. And, uh, like you said, you are constantly, like, on the move, pretty stressed out, and, like, with a looking-over-your-shoulder kind of feeling. Just without knowing the whole uh, Mandela lore or that genre of game, I think I was a little bit too lost to really get into it. Plus, um, the uh, the death animation, oh. I wasn't super fond of.
0: <laughs> what was it like? Was it... <laughs>
1: It's like a well, it's like a jump scare type of thing, oh, but okay. it's it's a little too slow, I think. Like it, it sort of fades in with uh, not that loud of a sound, so you just kind of end up sitting there, straight face, like, "Oh, there it is." <laughs> oh, Aww. that's too bad. For me, anyway, I don't know. Now, there's a couple alternate endings there.
2: It seems, or at least alternate scares to seem that you got to watch out for. Uh. All of them can kind of present their own thing, and I think that satanic ending you mentioned was a, definitely a
1: spooky and interesting one. Yeah. It was it was unsettling. It just wasn't like a jump out of your seat type of thing. They do some stuff with audio, like during those deaths that uh like backward like back masked audio has always kind of freaked me out and there's a little bit of it in this game sometimes. Which I guess they were going more for uh an unsettled kind of vibe mm. than a shock.
3: Yeah, very glitchy, sort of, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it. Yeah, it's like Daniel said, it wasn't, like, scary, but, I mean, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I think any time you venture into, like, kind of that FNAF space, not to compare it too much, but you you end up kind of just focusing on what inputs you can make and how quickly you can make them, you lose a yeah. little bit of your scare because you're, you're, like... Just trying to min max your mm-hmm. way through the game.
1: Yeah, it feels like I'm playing against the game design itself, rather than you know the forces that are trying to get you. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to like hold it up to uh, FNF, no, I... but I, in the description of the game itself, I think it does say like heavily inspired by this, but with the creators' own twist. Yeah, exactly.
0: Interesting. I I just from looking at the. Screenshots when I recommended it, I was like, I, I didn't realize it was really it was gonna be a FNAF type game at all. I thought it was just like a, the other game that we'll be talking about a little bit later, Invert-t-um. Um Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that one's pretty. Uh, both good. I mean, point kind of different than a point and click because yeah, you're just doing room to room kind of management.
1: Yeah. In that way. Yeah. Still...
2: Yeah.
3: When I didn't know it was that type of game, uh, and then I like went to the garage and saw the door opening that that did give me a slight panic oh yeah that that, i ran away
2: i ran away i got you didn't close (laughs) it. no i went i ran into that room and i saw it opening and i just ran away and hid in the bedroom (laughs) oh my god that would be me (laughs) with the the flashlight off i said oh the god they're gonna see my flashlight and hid and then died
3: (laughs) yeah that that was definitely the scariest part i just like waltzed into there and like saw it opening it was like what the fuck and then like pretty much just kept checking that room like Every two seconds after that?
2: Constantly.
0: So you
3: can't board up the garage?
0: Uh, I guess we'll be going back around. Unless we want to talk... I mean, if we want to, it kind of ties in nicely with... To, um,
1: the game. This is going to was... be
3: us the entire pod, like, not knowing <laughs> how just, to say it. I can't it.
0: say it correctly. But I, I, let's talk about well, that, I actually. This actually, whole yeah. time, I've
1: just been saying uh, invitation. Let's just call I'm it saying. the
0: invitation yeah that that's that's very easy to say invitation invitation
1: <laughs> invitation okay it's probably good. completely wrong but that's how i've been saying it in my head
0: <laughs> i think it might so be yeah that, uh, invitation
1: yeah. uh i liked that one it was it was um like you were saying pretty similar like a uh, point and click type of stuff but not uh no fnaf you know not uh yeah no fnaf no fnaf here at all but it had a super good atmosphere like it was a good looking game i thought it's uh it starts off with Like, super classic, you know, spooky house with old Victorian portraits, like, homage to the old horror movies where there's just a very short scene in the beginning where your car breaks down and you're like, oh, I'd better uh, head into this creepy house with the door cracked open, which you do, but uh, I think that's intentional, like, (laughs) just not trying uh, trying to break new ground, just the old spooky house. But it's uh, more puzzle-based, I guess. The puzzles were pretty good. I thought, uh, in the sense that, like, I'd rather they be on the easier side than frustratingly hard, Yeah. for me, anyway. Oh, did you guys all play this one? Yeah, I
0: think everyone played it, didn't I we? I think I think
1: we so. all started yeah. with it, yeah.
3: This is my favorite one. What do you think one. about the puzzles? Yeah, it I was
1: curious. I really think it does a great
2: job of kind of nailing a quick, uh, classic, uh, <laughs> you know, 3D point and click adventure game where you're running around. It yeah. reminds me immediately of like Island of Mist, which was like a mobile game I had on my Nook.
3: I remember e-reader. Mist. Yeah, and on your I'd nook? walk around, yeah, and <laughs> Wait, you on your like nook?
2: pick up little pieces and then like plug it into other places on this island. It's a great, great feel, and it definitely gets you immersed and interested in the area that you're in.
0: Oh, you're supposed to be reading on your on your Nook.
2: I had. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna play games if I want to. Okay, Dad. <laughs> um yeah this one was this?
3: the the puzzles i i mean i kind of thought that they were like too easy but the game wasn't like trying to be super hard oh, yeah. if you know what i mean like it was pretty fast paced
1: yeah i think it, it worked yeah i don't think you were supposed to be stumped no, exactly. there for hours
3: yeah d- definitely not it was this one was my favorite f- by far and actually this game like really scared me a few times yeah <laughs> oh
0: yeah it's it's yeah, got like too, this to be honest. it's got some like scp-esque uh creatures or whatever that are around the area um and i I think like yeah as everyone was saying like it's like it doesn't really do anything new The puzzles aren't particularly like amazing but i think like they work for what they are to just like take you from place to place and kind of add a little bit of something in there a little bit more gameplay in there and it just like really nails like that kind of like classic formula of like i was telling i think i told you jasmine that i'm like wow this feels like resident evil uh, it felt like yeah. Resident Evil One. It like even looks like it, like with the pre-rendered <laughs> totally. graphics. I could have
1: seen it being like a PS2 game or something released with a real disc and all that. Oh yeah. I think it was. Yeah, the puzzles just kind of keep you moving, but like, keep the game rolling. Yeah, like, it doesn't get much more complex. and Like you need to put input a series of numbers, and the room you just in has like a crumpled up note with a series of numbers written on them. Yeah. That kind of thing. The points that really got me were since it's. You're mostly looking at static images, right? Like, moving from room to room. Yeah, occasionally
0: there's, like, an animated thing or something, but for the most part. Yeah, those ones
1: got me, like, every time, because i just yeah. be so engrossed and, like, up close to my screen, just looking at the environment, and then movement. 100% startled oh, yeah. as soon as anything moves, like, into my view. That was terrifying.
3: Yeah, that was, like, the first time in a while I've been scared in a video game. <laughs> it really got me, like, there was a full audio, uh, like, gasp going on. <laughs>
1: It reminds me, it's primal, like those. Remember, like a decade or two ago, where people would trick you into looking really close at the maze, or <laughs> yeah. you're in the car going around My the corner. My gosh, that's and totally you're like, oh, I know what's going on. I know how to watch a video. Oh yeah, and
0: then, that's a good way to think about it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I mean, the basement, of course, is. I'll just say, something might happen in the basement, and I think that's where everyone got the most scared, possibly.
3: Dude, it was it was the first the very first animation for me oh because yeah. i just it was like daniel said i didn't know the game was gonna like do that to me
1: mm-hmm. no, so perfectly. i
3: was not I, I expecting was, it that was, i yeah.
2: was a hundred percent gonna chime in on that yeah just that sudden movement when everything's kind of stu- stilted uh and i don't know if it was intentional but the every time i changed scenes or every time i clicked i got like a kind of an audio stop and start again which I think is just part of the program, but it meant it felt very, like, slide by slide. So when all of a sudden it just hopped into movement, it felt even more startling. Oh,
0: yeah, I know what you mean, yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: I also think, too, because, like, it, it was so fast-paced up until that point, and that was the first time you kind of had to, like, backtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, the game wouldn't let you go there originally, and then... Ugh, yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. I really liked it. <laughs>
1: Are there multiple
0: endings to this one? I couldn't, I couldn't figure that out.
3: I don't think so. I think it's pretty direct.
1: Yeah. Usually, I was just teams. assumed the one I had was the only
0: one. Yeah, I I was I was just yeah. wondering about that. Yeah,
3: because I don't think that there's really any parts that branch off. Like you, you kind of it's very linear. There
0: was a point where you could go up the elevator, or I thought you could, and I didn't go up.
2: Did you guys try? No, you can't go up. Unfortunately, you can't. Okay. Oh yeah, I tried.
3: Of course, if anyone was going to try it, Eric er, would Yeah, Eric, yeah no,
2: I do everything wrong first and then <laughs> kick myself. Are over. you doing it
1: on purpose like I am? Um, I'm always afraid know. I'm going to go where I'm supposed to and then be locked out of something else. I'm <laughs>
2: sure it's partly that. I'm also just like the kind of person who's like, oh, well, you know, the game, like, Up sounds interesting. I'll just kind of like... <laughs> volunteer myself to do there, the wrong thing so you thing. gotta have to try it <laughs> exactly I, eric like, just clicks
0: up... on everything in the in the room regardless of whether that's like highlighted or anything just it's like <laughs> exactly. clicking <on> everything <laughs> mm.
2: and there's a point in that uh that uh spruce game the previous one where there's a very well-lit kind of hallway that's meant to clearly like show you that you should go down that way first mm-hmm. and i went the opposite way <laughs> um, all the way into of the point of, where I didn't have a, a key for a puzzle. And then I had to backtrack again, not knowing how to run all the way back very slowly down to the well-lit hallway. So, you know, did I you just, know how to sprint oh, by this point. Or? No, I did not. It just no, I walked very slowly. <laughs> but oh, I mean,
1: no.
0: I mean, Eric, isn't that like your preferred we... way of traveling through games though? A hundred
1: percent. Walking very slowly. slowly walking. I think we have the same play style because. Yeah, even if there's like a neon sign pointing, go this way, I just have to be like, but what if there's something in the opposite direction no. behind <laughs> that sign? And you know what's the worst the about that
0: it's... is you go the way that you think you're not supposed to go because you you assume like, oh, I, there's probably a secret there. And then it ends up locking you out of it and you end up going th- down the right path. Oh, Dude, that's, that's the, worst. the
2: biggest... worst. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the fear we're all made for. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: how they trick you. That's how the devs, they're like, I know you're going to stick around here for like... Twenty minutes, like looking at all the secrets. Too bad you're gonna have to come back later.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. As for Invitationum, I would love to see a longer run of this game or something more kind of with this dev style and kind of work. Yeah. Um, it's very French, which can be a very good thing when it comes to horror and kind of cinematic experiences. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think um if you're if anyone's looking for something kind of int- similar to this, there is a PS one game called D. I think they made a sequel, but I don't think it's, like, the same style. And it has a very similar, like, uh, it's about an hour or two long. And it's very similar as far as gameplay goes. Uh, The puzzles are a lot harder, though. Um, uh, But basically, like, exploring mist style through a first-person point-and-click game. Um, And you're, Mm. like, locked in, like, a tower. And it has FMV uh, uh, animated sequences. And it's, like, really cheesy. But it's also still pretty creepy. Uh, I definitely recommend that if anyone... It's on Steam if uh, anyone's interested. Um, I think it's only like a couple dollars. Uh, Nice. Yeah.
2: Um, Definitely worth it
0: then. We can, I guess, jump back to me. Uh, So the second game that... Well, I played other things too, but this is the second one that I will talk about, which we talked about the first game of this. Uh, milk inside of a bag of milk (laughs) um sorry it it just (laughs) like dot 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 dot, dot. it repeats the same name like over and over again um and this is a sequel called milk outside of a bag of milk see what they did there um Mm -hmm. and it's basically like a sequel. it's just kind of like a straight sequel to the original um it's in if anyone listened to our previous episodes we talked about it a little bit um it's sort of like a very surreal psychological horror um visual novel that sort of has a lot of meta elements drawn into it it's got a very one bit very crunchy like um you know messy style that's sort of like is characteristic of it and like uh purple i think it's, a, it's only really purple and like darker purple as far as the color palette goes it's just very like appealing visually, but in like a very dirty way. I can't really think of how to say that correctly. <laughs> it, it's a really interesting little fifteen-minute visual novel, but this milk outside of a bag of milk is basically an improvement in every single way. I mean, like it's visually really pretty. I mean, it has amazing pixel art, and it, they have like some nice little animated sequences. Just about everything about the game is improved. There's like more. Um, stuff you can do, there, there's some point-and-click elements to it, um, and it continues the storyline. I don't really want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't played the first game, um, but it has some, oh, I forgot to say, also some really good music too. I don't know, I I, I would have said Invit... Inv- oh, God. I, can, I can't I can say it now. In- Invit... We'll, call- we'll go with that. <laughs> oh, God, it's morphing. <laughs> Invitational. <laughs>
3: I can't... Are you speaking English anymore? <laughs> I
0: mean, it was
3: French,
1: right? I'm pretty sure it's invitation.
0: Oh, <laughs> okay. I'll just point towards, uh, or, or call towards Dan whenever I need to say the name now. Um,
3: yeah, we'll just let him say it. But
0: anyways, that was originally my favorite until I played milk outside of a bag of milk, yeah, sure. which, yeah, basically if you're looking for something uh, very surreal and that really goes into, like, some interesting psychology stuff when it comes to horror, um, I would definitely recommend playing this. And first, the the original, which was a little bit less coherent in some ways, which um, some people might like more than the sequel, which is not to say that the sequel is like super coherent because it's still very dreamlike and it's all about uh, subtlety and like, you know, like why are things happening? Uh, So... For people that might like um an outcry, you also might like um milk inside of a bag and milk outside of a bag. Um and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they uh what the creator does with this series next cuz this was like I liked Milk Inside of a Bag, but this one was really just great. Yeah, like definitely would recommend this to most people. I mean, it's only about an hour long. Um it's not going to take you very much time. It's about 10 bucks. I got it for $2 on sale, um, and it it's a really great visual
3: novel. So, would you say it's, like, the the first story, but then, like, redone and uh, expanded, or is it just, is it completely separate? So,
0: it basically takes up um, right after the first game ends. So, first game ends, okay, I won't spoil that, but, like, basically, it. It uh, picks up right where where that ended off. And the first game was all about basically trying to buy a bag of milk. Um, and this sort of difficulties that this girl has with um, talking to anyone, she's sort of seeing things and she has like another person inside of her, which I think is kind of the player or the player might be a little bit separate from that. Um, and it's sort of acknowledged um, and then this voice. There's a lot of like mental health yeah. imagery going on. There. Yeah, that kind of, uh, what would be the best way to put it? Like um, schizophrenic? I'm not sure if that's right. I always get, get confused. Um, where it's sort of imagining a person talking to her and who um, is sort of like kind of helping her through this interaction of buying this bag of milk. And she has other strange interactions with like other people in the store. Um, and it's just very bizarre with like a very strong sense of style when it comes to music and presentation and, and a visual style. And the second one, it picks up right after that. Um, but definitely if you're going to play the second one, play the first one. It will make a little bit more sense, and there's just some elements you might miss out on. And the first one is like a dollar, and it's uh, like 15 minutes. So definitely would recommend that.
2: Definitely
3: yeah, recommend it. Yeah, I, I never finished the first one actually i was just talking to daniel about this earlier today and he said it was because i was too mean <laughs> i was too You're mean too to her. Mean.
1: <laughs> yeah okay i mean i feel like i don't want to spoil but like how are you how do you fail without being mean to her
3: i don't know <laughs>
1: i'm She's just so trying nice. to get
3: her home
1: i even so i played uh Mil- Inside of a bag, I haven't played Milk outside of a bag yet. I just finished the first one last night, mm. and I really loved it. Um, and I went through the whole game and played through and got an ending, and then I went back just to see morbidly like what happens if I if I choose options that, in my opinion, were clearly the wrong ones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Jasmine, they were the right ones.
3: <laughs> I feel like a little yeah, content. I made the Jasmine decisions
1: in the second place. <laughs> felt awful about it.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I I don't want to spoil anything, but it's just like, after you successfully buy the milk, that I just, I thought I was making a good choice, but, alas.
2: Yeah. You were not?
3: Nope, she did not like uh, my decision at all.
2: (laughs) This is definitely one I'm gonna have to read into more, because, I mean, just let alone the, the, the game's description on Steam being a psychedelic narrative full of pure middle verbal constructions. That's a strong that's a strong one that's a strong recommend.
0: Yeah, it's 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 very well written. I mean I think there's like some aspects of it that like feel a little bit like there's a little bit too much going on um and, but like once it gets into the swing of it it's like it, it it's a very I I heard someone describe it or some reviewer was mentioning like it's very it's a very literary game in some ways it feels more like a um I don't know like it, it's not coming from like a more of like a campy background it feels like it's Really trying to do like this character study of this person, which is very interesting. Um, Definitely would recommend it. I keep saying that, but I'm like, it's hard to really even come up with words for this one because it's like, it's just really good. Just play it. (laughs) Uh, Especially the second one. Uh, Just just take a look at those screenshots and you'll be like, damn, this looks really good. (laughs) Sold. Sold.
1: 10,000 lonely guys saying, uh, I think I can fix her. Oh, yeah. yeah. If the character was real, she would be my girlfriend. Yes. Just like keep scrolling down page after page of, like, how do I find this girl in real life? There, there's just like such for a, like, real, for real.
0: Yeah, That the comments are, yeah, th- th- there's some people that play this that I don't know how much of a joke it is, but, um... I'm hoping...
1: It's I'm hoping joking, it's mostly a joke. But then there's a concerning amount of fan art based around like the 16 pixels you get in the game.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Dude, this is actually such a good transition into like all those guys that think that they could fix her, well, they could play needy streamer overload Ooh. and actually try and fix someone with a, <laughs> that was a good... girlfriend who has a crazy um, depressive or like just mental issues like all over. Um, Ooh, good transition. Yeah, so yeah thanks (laughs) so this game you're literally uh like managing your girlfriend who's trying to become a really successful streamer but she's also got like really um intense mental issues and uh every time you make her stream or you get her to do ideas for streaming uh it gets like worse this game though it was tagged as a psychological horror and i don't really think that it is Like, so you're managing her, right? She's got, like, these meters. You have to, like, make sure her mental darkness doesn't get too high, her affection for you doesn't get too high, and also her stress. If you, like, let anything get too high, you can have, like, a Yandere episode, or, like, she just gets really depressed and, you know, yeah, (laughs) does what we don't want, Um which was like kind of creepy, but this game's not like scary at all. It's definitely a managing game, where you think you can fix her, but you definitely can't.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it kind of gave me some like Doki Doki Literature Club um, vibes from it. Is that sort of like what you felt?
3: I don't remember their names, but like the purple-haired girl. If you were trying to get her to run a stream, then yes.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I purchased yeah, this. I haven't played it though yet.
3: Yeah, it's like, it the it's super cutesy, the The music's very cutesy, like, it's all very adorable, um, until you know she's, like, trying to kill herself, that's not so cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're, <laughs> like, playing her moderator, like, you can delete comments off of her streams that you don't like, things like that, you you're can make her Twitch take mod. Her, her meds, um, you can make her do sexy streams for the follows. Uh yeah, it's pretty in-depth. It's like a fun managing game, but it's very easy to lose. Like you can't you can't make her love you too much, or she will like she'll be like, if you don't love me, I'm gonna kill you type thing.
0: Mm. Is this more of like a roguelike <laughs> or is it um a situation where it's more no.
3: like You can read like if you die on so you have 30 days to essentially get her to like a million followers. Um, at any point, if you die on a certain day, you can reload from the same day and oh. just make a different choice.
0: Okay, that's nice. Yeah,
3: that's... it's it's interesting, but not scary. I I wouldn't label this as a horror at all.
2: Yeah, not too scary, unless you're scared of being online.
3: You know. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely like witness this girl's downfall, which is like it's a very <laughs> heavy feeling. It's <laughs> um, pretty dark. Like you really see the dark side of social media, like. You can make her, um, like, Google herself and things like that. And, you know, you'll see, like, the good things, but then also the bad things. And you also just see her, like, get obsessed with followers. And you're also getting obsessed with followers because you're trying to pay the rent. Mm. Uh, it's a very heavy game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a really pretty game. Uh, it's interesting. Like, games like this where it's, like, kind of on the edges of horror, um, uh... What I still think it's really important to uh, for us to, like, cover them or to, like, look at them because I think they offer something that can uh, push the boundaries of what's considered horror and um, definitely, like, keep our eyes open for interesting games.
3: Yeah, like, it's take that for a reason. Someone thought it was scary, even if I don't find it scary. It's very unsettling. Oh, yeah. Definitely that type of horror. All right. Yeah, so now you try and, like, transition that. Oh, into... yeah. Well,
2: talking about... <laughs> uh cr- weird mods you know there's lots of mods on reddit okay oh boy we're pulling <laughs> this over it's coming I'm talking about our next game um home alone well not no. Home alone <laughs> uh, what <laughs> home <Hello>? alone <laughs> no fears to fathom home alone um nice. Fierce, there we got Fierce it we got that is another uh first person kind of ps1 or just at least vhs overlay graphics kind of game um that's based on what would uh, supposedly be two true life stories uh it's going to be se- it's a several episodic or kind of an episodic game with little 20 minute short segments uh about somebody's real life i guess experiences that they've posted on reddit or something similar or at least the first story starts like that um and it kind of turns that you know, short narrative um, that's being narrated by the person who experienced it into uh, like an interactive experience, a fairly linear one, but still an interactive one, um, which is pretty interesting. I won't go through all the details on the first one, but the first one's called Home Alone. You're like a teenager, 14 or something. Your parents are out for the night or at least a day, um, a few days, and you are, you have your phones and you're texting your friends and your mom Uh, And you just have to kind of, you're just doing your stuff at home. Um, Things start getting weird right away, though. So you you, you wake up in your room. You can walk around. Again, first person. Your mom just asks that if anybody comes to the door, you peek out the blinds to make sure that uh, it's actually your friends. Which um, sets you up to be a little spooked. And then as you're doing stuff, you're walking around. Uh, The only kind of interaction you're getting then, narrative-wise, is uh, text that pops up on the screen that says things like... uh, I went into my parents' room for some reason before even walking downstairs. So it kind of, you get this kind of narrative explanation for actions that you feel like you're having free will over as a as a player, which is kind of neat.
3: Yeah, um, I like that.
2: And then it just kind of, so that's like the good story-driven part. And otherwise you're just in your like normal suburban two-story home. Um, and you're trying to make lunch and trying to do all the things you need to do in the day, like eat food and eat eat lasagna. watch TV and... Uh, yeah, eat lasagna, eat an entire pan of lasagna you made, and then throw <laughs> it back onto the floor. Uh, so, like,
3: just a little like side note about the lasagna. Were you guys wearing headphones during that part? Because that was like a lot.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh <laughs> my god.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait. Before we go on, I gotta say something. What about the lasagna? So, I I started playing this game. I, I think I talked to Eric about it. I don't think I think he left it before we uh, uh, talked about it. But I was playing this game, and then I got to the lasagna part. I I pulled the lasagna out, cooked it up, and then I sat down on the couch, and it was like, oh, I need to get the remote. So then I was like, okay, got to get up to get the remote. And then I just proceeded to, like, teleport to the ceiling, and then everything was upside down, and I was, like, trying to get out of the couch, and I was, like, stuck upside down, like, rolling on the ground. And I couldn't see anything. It's it's in first person. <laughs> <laughs> and then I How? Threw, the, threw the lasagna away from me because I thought it was messing me up. And uh, <laughs> so the lasagna flies across the room, and I'm, I get up, and I'm still upside down. And I pick, I have to. I'm like, maybe maybe something with the lasagna. So I pick it up again, and then I'm still upside down on the couch. And then I just quit
2: because <laughs> <laughs> I just quit. And then you left. That, that was it. You? Yes. Yes. I was like, okay. Oh my lasagna, lasagna lock. <laughs> I had no such experience. I had the the like, so lasagna
3: awful. was spiked,
0: dude. <laughs> the lasagna dude. lock, I like that. That should be the speed running strat. Oh, lasagna
2: lock, it's actually a speed running strat. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> actually, my game glitched, but in a different way. As I was eating the lasagna, it like never stopped making the chewing noise. <laughs> <laughs> so like, even after he's just like making that. Oh, and no, it's just like the most HD like chewing noise ever. <laughs> i had a re- i was like oh i just God. like had to i think i restarted because like the chewing noise was like too much i'm like trying to peek out the windows he's still chewing like <laughs> so loud Ugh. oh that's
2: good so uh I, unless you had something to p- poke in right away dan i just wanted to mention so with the laugh we've been having about it i will actually come out and say that this was like probably the sp- scariest game i played which sounds kind of intuitive i agree though true. i agree um i personally have a huge fear of not i mean not like irrational fear of home invasion but like i check my doors like twice every night before i go to bed just weird stuff like that i've had people come into my house before while i am a been asleep and i'm not a fan of that not fun so like a story based around the idea that someone might be trying to get in your house is super spooky um this is less of a spoiler and more of just, like, an experience you have, there's really subtle but scary little things that make you feel like you have very little control over what you're doing. Again, it makes you feel like you're doing... You're kind of just playing out a narrative. Like I said, I woke up, I went over and, like, looked out the window in my parents' room, and I saw this dark figure standing in the driveway looking up Mm. into my parents' bedroom. And when I looked out, they started walking away. Uh, And that just made me flip. Uh, And then... Uh, while sitting there eating lasagna, I'm taking bites, and <laughs> out of the corner of my eye, I see somebody walking up the stairs in the house. And I just can't handle that man. I'm like pausing. I'm like, no, this is too scary. I had so to this put one got the lasagna sure. down when I was <laughs> when I was taking notes. Well, when we were playing the games. I kind of tried to have like a live journal experience yeah. where I was like recording stuff as I was experiencing it and this is one of the games where I was stopping and going too scary
3: <laughs> too scary I would write oh, too scary underlined. on a piece of
2: paper and circle it and write explanation point <laughs> home invasion my big fear <laughs> Oh, um,
1: I like to imagine it in like thick red marker yeah it was just stamped on there too scary and like too... thrown into a
2: drawer exactly oh that'd yeah. be good uh, so... if we
0: ever do any merch we should get like a stamp where it just says too scary too scary Stamp <laughs> on do desk. just that
3: I do agree. This one was the scariest, for sure, like by far. Maybe I'll have to go back. Very it.
2: subtle things. Um, definitely, it, it's very linear. linear. Again, uh, the narrative style where your your narrator, no matter what you're doing, your narrator kind of just says. And then I did this, and then you end up doing that thing. I, I know one point, I I left the fridge open at night after drinking water, um, <laughs> and I started walking away, and my character went. I probably should have closed the fridge door. So I did. And then you go back and <laughs> that's close that's it. That's so aggressive. Exactly. Well, it, you said yeah, I probably should have closed the fridge door and it comes up on screen and then you go close the door and then the text comes up. And so I did. And I feel like that is really neat. It's just a c- cute little cool thing. Um, definitely you feel unnerved in the house. Definitely worth a playthrough if you get the chance. Um, and seeing as this is just one episode and I think five or six. Mm-hmm for an entire in the entire game and they're coming out like episode by episode definitely worth checking out and following up on um i like the real world aspect of it and i think it's pretty pretty creepy story to begin with yeah
0: So, uh, just quickly, we'll just say what, um, I mean, I think we kind of know. It seems like most of you agreed, But, like, what's the, what would you say the scariest out of the games that we mentioned? Or or what would you say was more, like, hardcore? And what's, like, something that's more for someone uh, who's looking for a little bit less of a, like, tense experience out of the ones we've played?
3: Um... Well, like the scariest one for me definitely was fears fears to fathom my favorite one was Daniel, you need to say
1: it. oh Thank my God, you. that
0: sounded <laughs> so good
3: right um and then I think uh like one to try would be milk outside of a bag of milk mm-hmm. and inside of a bag of milk, like if you're looking for something a little different,
0: yeah, I would definitely say uh what uh Dan can say that no one else can invit. I need you to (laughs) say I just it on like a soundboard Um... (laughs) that to me was definitely as far as horror goes that was definitely the scariest um, or the most tense experience but this fears to fathom I think it's kind of hard to argue with that one at least with what everyone else has said about it Um, but definitely I would recommend out of the things here that's not very scary and also uh, it's sort of in that sort of horror weird fiction sort of genre um would be a uh, milk outside of a bag, so I'd say like fears to fathom or in the you, you know what it's called um, and, <laughs> and uh fears to fathom or uh milk outside of the bag if you're looking for something less scary but just full of atmosphere and cool
1: stuff
2: I would definitely say that uh fears to fathom on a personal level is like. One of the spookier games I've played in a while. It just hits right at home for me. So definitely stick into that one, especially since I play, uh, talked about it. And the other game I played that I really enjoyed, uh, that I would just say is like a good game to play and feels great, is, is Spruce Cereal, just because of how cozy it is. Cozy. I really enjoyed
3: it. Dude, hearing you talk about that game felt like those, like, you listen to those stories to fall asleep. Oh yeah. That's what hear you talk about it reminds me of. Oh, exactly.
1: That's I kinda like... how it feels when you play it. Yeah it does. It. Right? Oh, it's it's cool.
2: perfect. It's just like that. And then like a ghost fish swims through and you're like, oh yeah, the ghost fish, yeah.
0: <laughs> just as you <laughs> see in
2: the wilderness, yeah. Mm.
1: And then you did I uh I don't mean to plagiarize, this, where I had these picked before, but I <laughs> invitation <I'm> <Ooh. laughs> was probably the scariest for me, just because of what we mentioned with the not expecting movement Mm -hmm. there mostly that really got me but um twist here my favorite out of them or most uh one i'd recommend not necessarily for the scares was milk inside of a bag of milk Mm -hmm. because i didn't i didn't play outside (laughs) that's just my favorite kind of game where you feel i feel like uh (laughs) it was something personal for the dev you know that they put in there oh yeah Mm. you have like a little window into their thoughts i thought it was cute
0: Alright, so um, what else have we been playing? Other than these many games we've been playing, what else have you been watching or playing that you guys like to recommend?
3: I haven't been playing anything new, but I've just been playing a lot of Tabletop Simulator.
2: (laughs) What specifically? (laughs) Just all?
3: So, like, (laughs) Twilight Struggle, um, Spirit World or something like that, and then uh, War of the Rings. Wow! I... Pretty much like all the board games that are like really expensive in real life are just impossible to get. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, very much recommended if you like board games.
2: Um I've been playing a little bit of Pokemon art. Pokemon, Pokemon Arceus. <laughs> Pokemon Arceus, I've been catching them. Pokemans. Really cool. <laughs> no, but it's a pretty fun good. Uh, game. Uh, it's definitely an iteration on the genre. I've heard that it's a split o- off split game, but I hope they carry over some stuff to the, the new games. That's a dawdle there, but it seems pretty cool. I don't get lots of time to play games, so I just really appreciate being able to play the ones that Max sends me for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,.
0: I, I have. I, uh, oh, no, you go first, Dan. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. I'll go first. <laughs> so, I, I've been watching some things and reading stuff and playing some also not horror games. Um, I played. Well, first, I played. Um, by the time the podcast is out, this review will be out, so I can mention it. Grapple Dog is like a game uh, platformer that I've been playing that sort of plays like Bionic Commando with like a grapple hook where you sort Ooh, of jump from uh, space Bionic to space. And it's a 2D, really cute, plays a little dog named Pablo. And uh, there's some funny little character stuff that it has and some little story um, that's interesting and, and fun. Um, and it's just like a really great platformer. And honestly, I'm like, um, it, if you're looking for a good platformer, this is probably like, I would not be surprised if this ends up being like one of the best of the year. Because it's it's a really really tight platformer, at least from an indie team, um, and I think it's definitely going to be up there for my uh, my top games of the year. Like, um, are
3: you saying like Celeste level platformer? Oh yeah, or like yeah. I, it's not casual? quite as
0: precise. I, I, well, it's not nearly as hard as Celeste is. Uh, it's much more approachable than Celeste. It's just it has that same level of uh, of a skill uh, of like a skill ceiling, where it's like you can get. I could see someone seeing, getting, like, really good at this game. Um, speedrunning and running And speedrunning, you can move really oh. fast. It's got, like, that Sonic level of speed that you can work through. And it, it, it his level levels much more designed for that sort of um playstyle than Sonic has ever been. Um, <laughs> but uh, definitely really cool. Um, also, I've been playing Yakuza 2. I'm slowly working through game. the Yakuza oh, franchise yeah. with my girlfriend. So we've been playing through them over time. Uh, probably we'll be done with it in like six years because we only play like one a year. <laughs> and there's always going to play. Those games are
1: like 200 hours long. Dude.
0: <laughs> they're,
3: they're only like, if you're like playing Mahjong yeah. for like 50 hours. Yeah,
0: I mean like we're playing if you're like... I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> um. As far as horror-related things, so I've been reading on and off this book called The Weird Anthology. It's all about weird fiction, which is sort of this... It includes horror, but, like, also just other strange, surrealist kind of literature. And, um, it's basically documenting this genre of weird fiction through the beginning of the 20th century to now. So there's tons of stories in this thing, and it's edited and compiled by Jeff Vandermeer, who wrote Annihilation, Southern Reach, um... I can't remember the one I actually really like by him, too, but I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's a great little collection, and there's tons of horror stuff in here, tons of not-so-horror stuff, more like surrealism. and um, it's just really great if you're interested in getting into horror books or horror short stories or um, kind of just things that are horror-adjacent or, or like surrealist kind of works. Um, and then also on Shudder, I saw the um takashi mike's one missed call which is a kind of uh early 2000s horror thing uh, i think it actually might be late 90s in either case um it's uh, about um, like phone calls that eventually end in your death essentially it's kind of final destination-esque where it's like the phone call like predicts what time you're going to die and it's calling from the future um very well oh, done. Cool. Really spooky. There's especially near the end it's like so so scary. Um so definitely would recommend that one and then uh No End House which is season 2 of Channel 0 which essentially takes creepy pastas and makes them good. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it turns them into like each creepy pasta into like a full season. And it's
3: like a black mirror sort of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, kind of like that. It takes like one creepy pasta and turns it into like a complete season of like six episodes. Um, and this one is just really great. It, it's, it's all about this house that just appears in random parts of the world and that Ooh. people need, uh, essentially people like find it and then it opens up. And it will, like, disappear the next day or something like that. And it shows up, like, every other year or something like that. Um, and when that you go in, it, it's, like, the most, and it's, everyone's, like, it's the most intense haunted house you've ever been to. And I just want to leave it there because there's, like, so much cool stuff it does. Um, definitely, if you guys are interested in it, I, I would uh, watch it. Um, yeah, I think that's it for me, though.
1: I, uh, horror-wise anyway, I confess to Jasmine that I haven't had much experience with horror video games, so she had me play what I'm afraid might be her favorite horror game, <laughs> Silent Hill 2, yep. which I put a little bit of time into, and I don't mean to make enemies, but uh not super into it. I'm still going to finish it. I'm trying. But I think maybe... There's, like, a nostalgia factor that is there. For some people, it isn't there for me because I've never interacted with Silent Hill before. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, the the fixed cameras and, like, the sort of datedness of a lot of the controls and things like that aren't doing it so much for me.
3: I think Henry would have said but the I'm same told thing. It's
1: such a classic, like, <laughs> that I have to get through it, get through which it. I will. Enjoy the tank.
2: <laughs> Enjoy the tank. <laughs> yeah.
1: They had an option, actually, to change it from tank controls, but uh, I can't tell if I hate it more. It <laughs> I, <can't. Yeah. laughs>
3: I actually yeah. don't play with the tank in Silent Hill too. I, I do switch to the 2D controls, I, I also confess.
1: It's just, like, I, I'm interested in the lore, and I know it's a huge franchise that I'd like to get into, but, man, I'm just walking through, like... An apartment building of four hundred doors, and all of them are locked.
3: <laughs> that sounds exactly like Silent Hill.
1: dude. That's the spookiest part. I can't, I mean,
3: you can't get it. I in have anything. my guy
1: pivoting around in three sixty degrees, like trying to aim him at the right door, while uh, a guy made out of skin is screeching at me from down the hall. Oh, that's so good, though. <laughs> I'm sure it gets better. Yeah, it definitely wow, it takes some time to get like used to. Nowadays, for sure. It, I
3: I think that the apartment is sort of. It, it's a slow start mm-hmm. for sure. Once you kind of move on to the area after that, I think it picks up a lot.
0: All right. So that was our very long episode about. <laughs> I will, I'll have some editing to do, uh, but that was uh, that's it for t- today. So I'll just go over what we talked about. I won't mention our recommendations right here, but everything will be in the uh, show uh, or the description. And I'll throw them up on the website, too, when I put out the article for this episode. So, basically what we covered was milk outside of a bag of milk. Um, technically, milk inside of a bel- bag of milk. Um, how Fish is Made. An Outcry. Needy Streamer Overlord. Overload. <laughs> sprucerio. Fears to Fathom. Um, home Alone. Uh, Okay, Dan, I'm gonna to need you to say that one again.
1: I mean, that's your name. Nice.
0: <laughs> and then Mandela Invasion. And then we also talked about some other shows and uh, games which I will include in the um in, in the description. Um but other than that, um, like and share the pod. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or on um, Spotify. They have reviews now. Um you can follow us on Twitter at um at digi night pod and we also have an instagram now um at digi night pod same thing um and then you can also check out our work at least me and jasmine's work on the game crater um like i like i said that that uh, grapple dog if you're interested that review should be up by the time this episode is and um you can check out our other work there Uh, i don't know if jasmine's have you been working on anything jasmine
3: Uh, I will do an indie spotlight for an outcry.
0: Oh, okay. So you can look forward to that if you want some more information. Um, and our next episode will be on February 25th, where we will be going over Dying Light 2. Um, so we can hear our thoughts on it as well. Um, I've had it, played the first game, so I'm pretty interested to check out the second one and hearing some really good things. So, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, catch you guys then. All right. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Thanks for having us. Bye. Bye.